I didn't hear if you clapped. I didn't hear your clap either. Fucking weird ass. <laughs> uh, fucking <laughs> noise cancellation. God damn it. Whatever. I'm getting some weird CWD flashbacks, man. Well, this is the weirdest setup we've ever had to do. I'll be honest with you. A uh, remote, roll- no video, and using four different devices? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm just going to let you know we're rolling right into the episode. Uh, welcome to the episode. For- oh, wait, I have to do it. Hey, we got to do an intro. All right. It's another night at the Fireside Pub. Grab a seat, open a tab, and join us. Okay, rolling back into the show. Uh, Welcome back, folks. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, Sorry about that. Um, But yeah, so to explain the setup that we have right now is the funniest thing in the world. Uh, My house is basically turned into a fucking office block. Um, It's basically one of those shared workspaces where you have to pay for time, except I'm not getting paid for this. (laughs) So I'm not even getting the benefit of it. Um which uh, is just that multiple people are working from home today, and of course, they all work in like the same exact area where my computer is, where I would record the show usually. Um, so I am up in my room talking to Brad through Discord on my phone, and uh, then also using my iPad to record the show separately, because I don't think you can use your microphone in multiple locations on an Apple like mobile device. I don't know, actually. It wouldn't surprise me if you couldn't. Um, I've only know this because of, uh, my random times FaceTiming, and if I try to open up Snapchat, like, if I get a message, a big message pops up that says your microphone is being used by another application. Mm-hmm. So that's just where my assumption comes from. That also could just be a thing with Snapchat, but I doubt it. Yeah, it seems more like an Apple thing. Yeah. Uh, how you been, Brad? Uh, not, not bad, all things considered. It could have been worse. Uh, where, where was the last time we recorded a show? Uh, it was still 2020, I think. No, it was 2021. Was it? Have we done a show in 2021? Yes, we have. I think we did the, the week after New Year's or the week <laughs> of New Year's. Okay. Um. Yeah, not bad. I mean... Uh, it was whenever Mandalorian ended, because we did one like the week after Mandalorian ended. Yeah, you might be right, because I remember talking about that. Yeah. God knows whenever the hell that was. I'll look it up. Okay. While you speak. Um, yeah, not bad, man. I haven't I haven't really been up to much. I finished. I think last time we talked, I was still taking those uh, accelerated college courses. Um, mm-hmm. Those got those were done because those only lasted like two and a half weeks. And now I'm back into the regular semester, just you know, chugging along, doing my regular shit. January eighth was the last time we did a podcast. It was a couple days after the Capitol riots. <laughs> oh right, right. January sixth, so the day my we have a, freaking kids we have a are gonna whole new president. We have a whole new president now. We do. We have a whole new president, and you know what? It's this is a bizarre feeling. Like was the bizarre feeling? I feel like nothing has really changed in my day to day life. But. I see, I kind of feel the opposite. Where like I feel like now there can be like whole days where I don't hear from the president of the United States or about some stupid thing that he's done. That is true. I have I have not really heard a peep from Mr. Biden 
which is kind of nice. Where like before, I feel like almost every day, it was either he said something stupid, or he did something stupid and somebody else was talking about it. Or he tweeted something stupid. And this happened for the entire four years that he was in office. Correct. And it's just, I don't, it's like one of those things where like, if you're in a room with a lot of background noise, you know how you just kind of adjust to it, you stop hearing it after a while? But yeah. then it stops, and you realize just how freaking loud it actually was. Yes. It's kind of like that. <laughs> a little bit. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, I just can't stand how this man stays winning, though. Yeah. He got acquitted for the for Second, his involvement. See, here's what, I don't, here's what I can't stand. The United yeah. States of America is the only place in the world where 40-something jurors can vote not guilty, and 50-something can vote guilty, and the 40-something win. <laughs> Was that how it went? Yes, that is how it went. And they based the entire thing off the fact that they argued he could not be impeached because he was no longer in office. When they specifically delayed the impeachment trial until after he was out of office. Well, I don't know that this was... uh, This last trial, I don't think, was about like the impeachment. Wasn't this like the criminal charges that were being levied against him for his involvement that he well, got acquitted of? Yeah, this was he the... Did, he, the, second, the second impeachment did happen. Well, yeah, that, that, was the, that was the trial following the impeachment. He was, uh, he was officially impeached, but yes, that just means that they're bringing charges against him. Yeah, but then he got um, acquitted of the charges this week. Yes. At least that's what I saw from... Turns out the when headline. you make I'm your... not gonna lie, folks. I didn't. I don't read articles. I just read headlines. <laughs> um, Jacob so is walking Reddit. No, don't ever <laughs> say that to me again. I'll kill you in the streets. See, I told you. Yeah, I'll. <laughs> that that did actually that did not do anything for my case. Um. Yeah, it, it is definitely weird to not be hearing from the president. Um, but let me tell you something. We could tell the Dems in office, folks. You've seen them gas prices. <laughs> I think if we as a country have learned anything, my fellow Americans, if you are going to commit a crime, make sure, make damn sure that the jury that is going to be prosecuting you are accomplices in your crime. <laughs> because it turns out that shit works out real well. Uh, I was going to say, if you're going to commit a crime, make sure you're the president. Cause oh, that every- also works. Every president seems to get away with it, whether it's war crimes or crimes against the Capitol or pedophilia, folks. Let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein and the Clintons. <laughs> Just open up all the bags of worms today. Rub my hands together. My topic I've been waiting for for weeks. <laughs> I like to imagine there's somebody out there who's really excited. Like, yes, finally, they're going to talk about it. Finally, finally, they're going to get into Little St. James. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. For we- I subscribed hoping they would get into Little St. James one week. Uh, yeah, We're actually live from absence. Little St. James. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, long absence. Sorry about that, folks. A lot, of, a lot has changed in my day-to-day life. Yes, for once, it's not my fault. That, well, see, a little bit was back and forth, I think. Because uh, in my head, I was like, I'm not going to bother Brad with this. Because I could have easily just lugged this little setup that I have here with me. Um, to where I was, and we could have done it. We could have, yes. But I, but I assumed you were busy with all your newfangled day to days to to worry about little old me. So I was like, I'm gonna let Jacob do his thing. He's yeah, got more important you, things going on right now. Sometimes you just want to spend some time, you know, cuddling 
don't hey, know. You're not going to hear me complain, man. You do what you got to do. I can't speak for you, but I've always really liked the fact that we have probably the lowest maintenance friendship that I have ever heard of. Oh, absolutely. I, I do kind of low-key love it. Like, the fact that we can we could not talk for three weeks, and then all of a sudden one of us will text the other, like, dude, you see this trailer? Shit's crazy. And it's like nothing ever happened. Well, folks, we have some nerd shit to talk about other than the fact of my changing life, which we may or may not get into in broad terms, not specifics. But, you know, if this show is nothing if not personality-driven... <laughs> So, maybe we should talk about some of the changes in my personal life. But, folks, let's talk about it. Wanda Maximoff has ripped open the multiverse, folks. And, uh, uh, Brad, I think we just need to talk about this. Have you caught up on WandaVision? I have. No, I have not. Um, You son of a bitch. (laughs) See, the problem was I don't remember the password to my Disney Plus account. And I've not gotten around to resetting it yet. But, Jacob, I want you to sell me on this show. Because my, my understanding is that, like, it's still not a traditional, like, there's a, uh, an antagonist, there's, like, it's still just, like, that wacky what-the-hell's-going-on thing, right? Well, no. So, how many episodes have you seen? Um, t- two, I want to say. Uh, when did it the- turn to color? Uh, the end of the second episode, I want to say. Yeah, so I think that's about as far as I got. Okay. Uh, multiple things. Number one. Can we just talk about Elizabeth Olsen and her magician costume for a second? Because you've seen that. Yeah. My God. Ridiculous. Like. Dude, she's got some acting chops I didn't know she had. I'm ready. I'm ready to lay down the scepter here, Red. (laughs) Elizabeth Olsen, hottest woman in the MCU. Uh. Yes. Total babe. Why do you have do you have one that you would choose over? I was just thinking about. It. I was rolling through them in my head. I'm like, well, who are who are her? You know, who's the competition? Is it Brie Scarlett Larson? Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Um, multiple women in Black Panther. But as we know, Brad's a racist. No, I'm just kidding. Like, ouch. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> this is a joke. We all know um, I don't like the French. That's true. There's no French Marvel characters, thank God. Yeah, it's Jesus. Keep them out of one thing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm Are kidding. There... I like the French who make fantastic food. Uh, there's the there's Captain America's girlfriend who's only in like two movies. Oh yeah, she's Carter. Old and dying. She also had a TV show. Yeah, it wasn't um, bad. Then, then there's the other Captain America's girlfriend who is her niece, who we made out with, and then went back in time to bang her aunt. <laughs> Uh, MCU got weird, man. Did you ever realize that? Yes, uh, I've, I realized that. I think when it really hit me that um, Spider-Man went to space and he had like no reaction to it. <laughs> he was awfully calm about that, wasn't he? Yeah, he he straight up went to space. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine Tobey Maguire Spider-Man going to space? I think he would freak out. Uh, probably, yeah. And I kind of want to see it. If I'm being totally honest. Well, folks, get ready for uh, Spider-Man. Into the fucking go home two. already. Twenty twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck that movie comes out. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready to make that decree. Elizabeth Olsen, hottest MCU actress. Sorry, folks, just dipped into a slight bit of misogyny, I guess. But just it had to be said. You know, I feel like she doesn't get her due. Mainly because her character before the show was kind of boring. 
AI boring and did not do a single thing. Other than cause issues, really. <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> she was um, the walking plot device. So, uh, literally the next episode, I want to say. It's either the next episode or the episode after. Um, you get some explanation on what's going on. We, we, we break out into the Marvel Cinematic Universe proper. Okay. Outside of the... Uh, the, the television show universe and we get some explanation as to what's going on and then from there it's sort of the episodes are split between the sitcom world and the, the quote unquote real world mm-hmm. so there's more explanation of what's going on more stuff at this point in the series uh, spoilers for all this by the way but I assume anyone who listens to the show is probably keeping up with it I know our number one fan is keeping up with it because I've been watching it with her every week <laughs> um we uh, uh, it seems like at this point they're setting up Wanda to be the antagonist, kind of, with the show. Really? Because she seems to be the one that's in control of things, but I feel like there's more going on mm-hmm. that we're not seeing behind the uh, behind the scenes, a puppeteer, if you will. Um, we're on what episode seven? Uh, this week was episode six that just six. passed. Is there a reason why there's a long silence here? No, I kind of was kind of playing chicken with you. I wanted to see how long you'd go before you said something. <laughs> Buddy, I'll sit here in silence for the whole rest of the recording. It'd be even it'd be so good. People just waiting. It's like I always hate that when shows do that. Like if you're listening to like a, a podcast or like a you know YouTube video or whatever, and you're not looking at the screen, and there's just a long pause. Like shit, did it? Is it buffering? What happened? <laughs> I love the long pregnant pauses. I think they're so funny. <laughs> Because without fail, every time I check my phone to see if it's working. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if my headphones disconnected and I didn't know or something. <laughs> like, I check it every time. Uh. Um, and so, uh, to, to explain my sentence, Wanda Maximoff has ripped open the multiverse, folks. In episode five of this series, uh, we get the return of Quicksilver, Pietro Maximoff. But instead of being Aaron Taylor Johnson, the MCU actor, it is Evan Peters, the X-Men universe version of Quicksilver. Now, the real question becomes, what the fuck is going on? Uh, uh yeah. And the, the truth is, I don't have much answers for you at this point. Because this week happened, and he just seems to have the memories of MCU Quicksilver doesn't really talk about but that could also be because he's under the mind control of the television series we don't know this is a weird ass show it's a weird ass show and i i love it (laughs) i love that the mcu is getting weird because i'll be honest with you brad i was feeling the fatigue i loved infinity war and i loved endgame as like spectacle movies Mm -hmm. i mean you know i love infinity war because i've seen it like 53 times it's true i fucking love that movie but like, I was getting a little bored, let me be honest with you, because every movie just kind of felt samey. It's always superheroes got to go against a big bad. It's always some sort of world-ending threat. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, they figure it out, and we're setting up for the next thing. Yeah, the formula this, is very clear-cut. This is so different and so fun that I'm loving it. And this is exactly what I've needed to reinvigorate kind of like my my interest in the mcu if you will let's see if falcon and winter soldier can keep it up Mm -hmm. i think the show looks cool there was like a super bowl trailer for it 
I think it looks cool. Like, it looks like a fun, like, superhero uh, spy sort of thing. A little bit like um, Winter Soldier. Right. Maybe not Maybe not as serious in tone, but... Because it, it does kind of look fun buddy copish. But, like, it looks good. It looks fun. So I'm excited for that. But WandaVision is, I think, fucking awesome. It's maybe the best thing the MCU has done in a really long time. I think, uh, moving forward, that this kind of small-scale, uh, like, TV production is going to be their best bet because they've done a ton of movies and like there's not i don't want to say there's nothing they could do in the movie universe anymore because there is but you can be so much more free in smaller scale tv space than you can in a one hour and a half movie um one hour and a half god remember those days when you could watch an hour yeah (laughs) yeah right Um, now it's three hours fucking Zack snyder no, baby. It's four hours. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. That's that's the next thing we're talking about, folks. Uh, don't you worry, because we're getting there. We're going to hit both sides of the coin today for <laughs> comics fans. Um, I, uh, yeah, like, it's just, like, I, I really do love these smaller little TV productions because it feels like a longer, like, uh, like a, like a comics run sort of thing. Yeah, you know that's a good I mean? way of describing it. It does feel like like a comic run. Um, whereas, like you know, this is this particular storyline that sure maybe folds into the grander overall overall narrative, but like WandaVision is a little amalgamation of a bunch of stuff. Actually, it's like the Vision comics where he had a family, and then also like the House of M stuff, and like old like uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision comics. Like it's it's so many mixture of things mm-hmm. that it feels really cool and different and I don't know really where it's going even though I've read a lot of that stuff so um, I'm very interested to, to keep it going although I do and while I do love kind of the week to week format of it because it keeps me excited every week for it I really wish I could just binge watch it yeah that's kind of where love- I'm at I love that instant gratification. It's tr- my my small monkey brain doesn't like this whole week to week thing. Like I, I I hate to say it, but I've been spoiled by the binge culture that we've kind of grown up in. You know? Yeah. Because I, I don't know. Like yeah, when, when we were we were, I, I feel like we we're the first generation to have both sides of the coin, right? Because when we were kids, you still had to watch whatever was on the TV, and you didn't have any control over that. And you had to watch it when it was on. And when we got a little bit older, you could start TiVoing stuff. Right? But God forbid all they did was play reruns. You would see a new episode for three weeks and it sucked. I think the only way at the time when we were younger to binge watch anything was to buy like a DVD box set of something. Pretty much, yeah. That was the only way you could binge watch something. We sound like fucking old men right now. (laughs) Back in my day, we had to get up and turn the channel on the television. Yeah. And look, when you're, you know, seven-year-old me is not going to have any luck convincing his parents that they need to buy the Yu-Gi-Oh! box set because they need to see the rest of Duelist Kingdom. Like, that just wasn't going to happen. So I was stuck watching whatever was on fucking Cartoon Network. See, I always just asked for that kind of stuff for Christmas. Like, I have, like, almost all the Futurama box sets because I would just get that stuff for Christmas all the time. Yeah, video games was my Christmas thing. It, it was a oh. heavy, a heavy debate in my childhood years. Do I ask for my 
cartoons or what I would later know is anime, or do I ask for video games? Oh, I asked for both. Yeah. I was a spoiled little brat. <laughs> down to. Um, so I, I, you know, I got my fix both ways. So many, t- I can't think of how many terrible video games I own that I got for Christmas. Just because I was like, oh, I liked the, the movie of that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me play the video game version of it. Because, like, I'm just thinking about, like, all, like, the shitty superhero games I got for Like, I got the Iron Man game for Christmas one year. Mm-hmm. Most disappointing Christmas <laughs> in my life. Um, I was so psyched for it. I was like, you get to be Iron Man? Hell yeah. Let's play this fucking game, folks. Yeah, I ended up with a bunch of, like, weird, shitty games. Only because, like... The only people in my family who really play video games are my father and my cousins that are about my age, right? Nobody else really plays them. Oh, my brothers, obviously. So when I was young, my father would get me some video games, and they were always good because he knew what I liked and he knew video games. But when the rest of the family heard that I wanted video games for Christmas, they would go to, like, freaking Walmart or whatever and grab, like, the dollar, five dollar bargain bin games that sat in those giant vats like oh he'll like that it's a video game and so i end up with these weird ass like I, it, they're just never good like Bra- brad owns 10 copies of chicken shoot for yeah the <laughs> exactly it's like it's like i don't even know where the hell you found this i've never heard of this in my life but i'm gonna play it because i'm seven and i have no choice i used to i used to kind of love playing the or like getting those shitty games like that though because sometimes you'd find like some diamonds in the rough you know what I mean? Yeah, it it was always it was always fun. Like it, sure, it was dis- it was sometimes disappointing that I didn't get the ones that I like I wanted, but I I would get enough that I'd be happy. And then all the shitty ones were always just like, ah, let's see what this one's about. And it's like it was always fun, either fun because it was so bad or fun because like it was actually a little enjoyable. You know what's so funny was one time I went to uh, BJ's, the wholesale store, mm-hmm. and I bought. It, only, it was $15, and I only bought it mainly for the plastic wheel that I could stick my Wiimote in, but I bought the Speed Racer video game, <laughs> and it, it was, like, in a weird bundle with, like, a plastic wheel. Mm-hmm. And so I bought that, and I was like, this game is probably going to be shit. And it rocked. The Speed Racer game was sick on Wii. <laughs> they, should, they should make another one of those, because it was dope as hell. Dude, I miss the Wii. The Wii had a lot of, like, good stuff but most of it was shit yeah but i i don't think i'll say nintendo's really shit at a lot of things but making you feel like a kid has always been their strong suit and the wii was just great at making you feel like a kid again i miss that thing yeah yeah to be fair uh you know it's so great honestly i'm so glad that i skipped the wii u generation yeah because because now I just get to experience all those great Wii U games, but better, because I can play them on the Switch. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have to buy a console that nobody wanted. Exactly. So, like, I, you know, I'm living it up. You know, all my friends are mad because they're like, I've already played 3D World. I'm like, bitch, I get to experience 3D World for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, moving forward, it seems like we're getting more multiverse stuff in the MCU. <laughs> I love how we can go from multiverse MCU to fucking Wii, and I don't even know how we got from A to C. I'll be honest with you, I can't wait to listen back to this to figure out how that happens as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, uh, well, I mean, we already know that there's multiverse coming. There's a quite literally a movie coming out called in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, but also the Spider-Man rumor stuff about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Dude, I'm so psyched about that. Live action Spider Verse? Hell yeah, dog. 
Like, is I don't it, know what they're going to do with the other two, but I I want to see both of them interact with uh, Hall and Spider-Man. Peter Parker better say it's pizza time at least once. <laughs> like, Tobey Maguire needs to say it's pizza time. They should play the song from the Spider-Man 2 game as well when you deliver pizzas. Dude, it's just, I, I, I think I'm hyping the movie up too much in my own head. Just because, like, Spider-Man's my favorite superhero by far, and oh, I love the Tobey Maguire Spider movies. Uh, I, I even have a strange like for the, th- the third one, even though it's, like, not great. I'll be honest with you, in retrospect, the third one is not as bad as I remember it being. I've rewatched it, like, in the last couple years. The third one kind of rocks, I'll be honest with you. If it had one less villain, it'd be a much better movie. Oh, yeah. Honestly, we should have just set up Venom for the next movie. Mm-hmm. And not even... Well... We never got the next movie, so... Yeah. Although, who knows? Maybe if that one had been, like, well-received, we would have got another one. Uh, also, let's... don't cast Topher Grace. <laughs> We're anti-Topher Grace here on uh, Fireside Pub. <laughs> I don't need Eric Foreman from that 70s show being <laughs> Venom. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I want it to be Eddie Brock Venom. If we're going to go full multiverse, just pull in Venom from somewhere else. Pulling uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I get. I mean, yeah, that movie is not. That movie feels like a superhero movie straight out of the nineties. It. Venom. Yep. Because it's just so weird. It's <laughs> got. Bad. It's got the cheesy one-liners. It's got like the the quote-unquote spectacle as what I think they were going for. The bizarre performance of Tom Hardy in that film. Is- <laughs> something to behold honestly i mean it, the dude's a good actor i know he's a good actor and he was doing a damn fine job at what they told him to do i just don't know why they told him to do that right yeah like he seems perpetually drunk 90 percent of the film <laughs> um which is kind of fun venom was a fun movie i had a good time watching it because me and my friend were kind of sitting there laughing at the absurdness of it yeah um, i mean i enjoyed I, it i don't think carnage is going to be very good but Oh, I I wish they would have let Woody Harrelson keep his little orphan Annie wig that he had at the end of the first <laughs> one. It would have been so good. Uh, if, dude, I couldn't see an done. entire movie with him with that stupid wig on. Oh, I could. I'd laugh the whole time. <laughs> I'd be like, this is the funniest movie ever made. Uh, the alien oh. incarnation of violence. Violence incarnate. And he's wearing a fucking little orphan Annie wig. Um... Have they said if, I wonder if they said if Venom 2 is going to be rated R. If it's not rated R, I don't want it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, like it should do be. Carnage, do Carnage, you know? Yeah, and they know they can get rated R away with it, because Deadpool did it twice, and it was super successful. So, like, if done right, it can work. It's not going to be nearly as successful as Deadpool, but... Right. Although, I don't know. The first Venom made a lot of money. It did, and that kind of surprises me. That seems like a movie that would have bombed based on how kind of bad it is. Yeah. But it just, it did not. It's kind of crazy. Um, and then also Morbius with the weird MCU tie-ins. Like, I just don't know what's going on with any of this. I don't know if it's actually going to tie in at all. Or, mm-hmm. um, but all I know is Michael Keaton is in Morbius, and obviously he's technically an MCU character. So, What's, uh, what's next up on the line for the TV shows? It's... Falcon and Winter Soldier's next, right? And then is yeah, it Loki? Falcon, there's literally there's literally a one week break, and then it's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I think Loki is like end of the year though. Mm-hmm. Like 
like there's going to be a significant break because technically we're supposed to be getting Black Widow in between this. Oh, I forgot about Black Widow. Um, which, who knows what the fuck is going to go on with that? Um, will the pandemic have subsided enough by May when it's supposed to come out? Um, we don't know. So we'll see. Maybe maybe things will be a little bit more back to normal by then, and people f- and the vaccine will be have rolled out more, so people will feel safer going back to the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe the release will go as planned. They're saying they have no plans for a Disney Plus like hybrid release, like HBO is doing with their stuff. Um, I think that they, I think that might be their best move if they really do want to stick to that May release date and not delay this anymore. Yeah, I mean, it seems super successful when HBO has done it, so... I mean, we only really have, like, the one big example of it. I guess our next big example is going to be technically Snyder Cut, because Snyder Cut is actually playing in theaters in some places, I found out. Oh, I don't know why you would do that to yourself. Oh, if it's playing around here, I honestly might go and see it. I know you will. You'll see it twice, and then, you know, I'll question who you are as a human, but... I'll, I'll, I'll go... I'll spend a full work day watching <laughs> the Snyder Cut at the movies. Apparently it has a ten-minute intermission if you go see it in the movies. Yeah, because they don't want to kill you for having you sit in one place for four hours without moving. I wonder where the intermission's gonna be. I, I do low-key kind of hope that it's playing around here in theaters, because I will go see it. I'm sure there's gonna be somewhere we have a good number of movie theaters around us so i'm sure something's gonna something will pick it up yeah maybe amc oh sitting in those recliners for four hours i could do that (laughs) um let's just move into the snyder cut though we're gonna talk about it new trailer came out this week the joker says the line the line that we all love we live in a society Did you watch the trailer, Brad? I did not watch the trailer. I knew it came out, and I knew he said that line, but I have not. Work of art, Brad. Zack Snyder's at it again. Oh, God. The last thing I heard from that guy was that he's making a, uh, his, uh, accurate King Arthur portrayal. What? <laughs> did you not hear that? No. I'm, hold on, let me pull that up. Um, yeah, he said he's going to make it... a, uh, a King Arthur thing. I know he's making a zombie movie for Netflix that's coming out later this year, too. Getting back to his Dawn of the Dead roots, which I'm all about, because Dawn of the Dead rocks. Um, and also, he's supposed to be doing a movie version of The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. <laughs> really? Uh, um, yeah. Um, so, don't know why anyone would do that. <laughs> uh, you do you, Zack Snyder. Um, Zack Snyder has had a weird movie career. He also made that movie about the owls. Movie about the owls? They're, like, animated, and they, like, fight other owls. The Guardians of Gahul? Sure, let's go with that. (laughs) I've never heard of it. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a fucking Doctor Strange spell. Yes. Would you like me to do the Guardians of Gahul? (laughs) It's so funny because, like, that impression and my Don Draper impression from Mad Men are exactly the same. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I either can't do one or I can't do either, and then I just... <laughs> just land somewhere in the middle. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, Snyder Cut trailer came out. We live in a society, folks. I'm so ready for this. We're less than a month away, Brad. Or no, we are a little more than a month away, Brad. Mm-hmm. It actually comes out the day before the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This, 
yeah, this, the Snyder Cut is like the internet made manifest. We've willed this thing into existence, and I can't tell if I'm proud or disappointed. Movie studios are giving us too much power, and I realized that when Sonic's design got changed. <laughs> um, and honestly, that was maybe the first cracks in the, in the foundation where I knew we may get the Snyder Cut. You always hear that the customer is king in the capitalist society, but you don't realize how true that is until shit like this happens. And you're like, Jesus, if, if enough of us ask for it, they will literally do anything. We will be watching and talking about this film on the podcast. I just want to let you know that. Oh, I'm sure. This, this is monumental, Brad. I mean, Even we talked about movie... Justice League, what, three times at least? Every time it comes up, there's a five-minute discussion, minimum? Yes. Uh, at the very least, even if this movie is bad, which is a very good chance it's it, bad. Yes. Uh, it's, it's monumental in terms of filmmaking changes and the fact that this actually happened. So I think... This man really said, I'm going to make a four-hour movie and you can't stop me. No, and honestly, I think they realized they couldn't stop him when the, <laughs> when the fans were so fervent. They were like, even if we said no to Zack in any way, we'd get shit for it. So we need to present this as Snyder's full vision. And I weirdly respect it. Yeah, it is It is a bit of a flex, I think. <laughs> like, He's just one of those things where like, he wants it done, it gets done, because the fans want it. And he's like, what are you going to do about it? You know what is so funny, though, I think? My name's on the cut. Deal with it. That's true. They are blasting it as Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also kind of love. I, I like that they didn't just call it Justice League the Snyder Cut. Because mm -hmm. that would have been, like, a little lame. I'll be honest. But, yeah. I'm ready to sit down for four hours. I honestly might take the day out of work for it. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, wait. It comes out on a Thursday. I already have Thursdays off. So mm. There you go. It's perfect. I'll make my girlfriend watch it with me. <laughs> You're dragging somebody down with you. I'm sure she'll be thrilled to hear that. She listens to the show. Yeah. So, hey, do you want to sit in a chair for four hours and watch a movie that's probably not going to be very good? <laughs> hey, babe, how would you like to sit down and watch the Snyder Cut? <laughs> She's like, I don't know what any of those words mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've accidentally corrupted her. I don't think there's anything accidental about it. No, no, no. I've accidentally corrupted her in the fact that she's never seen anything Marvel-related. Oh. Now she's watching WandaVision with me. It well, pure. dude, if you're going to have her jump in somewhere, WandaVision seems like a bizarre-ass place to start. <laughs> well, in reality, the way it went down was is I was just at her house when the first two episodes came out. And so we were spending time together, and I was like... And we were trying to figure out something to put on. So I was like, oh, why don't I just put this on? Like... I don't really know how related to everything it's going to be. And the first two episodes were not really related to anything. So mm -hmm. it worked out. And so now, ever since then, every episode has ended with me having to go into like a 45-minute explanation of what's happening. And this who... seems like your dream come true. Oh, it's perfect. I, <laughs> should get out a... I, I almost got out a whiteboard to explain to her the differences in the universes when Quicksilver showed up. Because oh, I freaked out. I called you. Even. You did. You called me in like a mild like happy panic because that's a monumental thing Brad. like let's just we didn't even really break down how actually monumental that is 
these two universes have never touched in any way. True. And now, like, they're coming together in this weird, bizarre thing. Which is, like, really interesting, I think. Yeah, I mean, they're opening the door. Like, we have, for as long as the MCU has been around, and they have had their parallel universe with Fox, every fan has thought about what would happen if both sides could play nice, and we could have the entire Marvel under one umbrella, right? But it's always been something we've just fantasized about, we've just talked about, because it was never a reality. Now, with WandaVision, it could very well be a reality. Also, thanks to corporate monopolization. (laughs) Let's say capitalism never did anything for you. All right. Uh, We we now get it, because Disney owns Fox... And uh, still kind of upset about it, I'll be honest with you. Don't don't think that I've looked away from the fact that this upsets me greatly, that one company owns everything. Yeah. Because I haven't looked the other way on it, folks. It's the house um, of mouse. The, the real house of M, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. That was the strangest phone call I've ever received from you. I've seen I've received a lot of weird phone calls from you over the years out of the blue for no reason. But that I got a phone call. It was one of them because out of nowhere I get a phone call from Jacob Griffin. He goes, "I know you don't give a shit about spoilers, so I'm going to tell you about this." I'm like, "Okay, don't know where this is going." <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I texted you first and said, "Did you have you watched WandaVision?" And you were like, "I've only seen the first two episodes." And I called you. Yeah. I just had to tell you. I had to talk to somebody else who understood this. Um, cause I was in a room with someone who did not. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I needed to talk to somebody else who understood how, um, how incredible this was that this is happening. Um, and it, it, I legitimately am very curious to see what the explanation is going to be as to why this version of Quicksilver, if it is the same version, is in our universe, mm-hmm. as, as I'm calling the MCU, our universe. Yeah. Whatever it takes, folks. We were right there on the front lines with the Avengers. Me and Brad are Avengers. <laughs> For Avengers, we're essentially Hawkeye and Black Widow, so I don't think we rank very high up there. <laughs> we don't even have the fighting skill as them. No. Or the accuracy skill like them. We we are literally the most useless Avengers if they ever did put us on the damn team. Um, At the most, I think we would... We would <laughs> We would basically be Ant-Man, but without the cool powers, where he comes up to Captain America and he's, like, feeling his pecs. <laughs> hey, look, if I get to be Paul Rudd feeling up Chris Evans' pecs, I'm going to take it. That's true. I'd love to age like Paul Rudd. Dude doesn't age. It's kind of freaking me out. He aged like fine wine. Because, like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, he doesn't look much different than when he was, like, in younger in, like, the 90s, if you compare it to, like, him and, like, Clueless and stuff like that. He's But he's definitely younger than that. Mm-hmm. But he's just aged so well. God, I just I I hope I age one tenth as good as that man. He seems like a genuinely good dude. I don't know much about him, but like everything I've seen in like interviews and stuff, he just seems like a pretty decent guy. He owns a candy store. Uh, how bad can you be? Uh, with the with the guy from um, he's in a bunch of stuff. I forget what his name is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He played um. Batman's dad in the beginning of Batman v Superman. He was also Negan on The Walking Dead. Um, and Those two own a candy store together. Yes. That's bizarre. <laughs> I know, right? It's fun, though. Society is fun sometimes. 
we yeah. live in one, folks, but it's sometimes fun. Uh, do you want to talk about that uh, uh, Mandalorian thing? How they kicked out what's her name? Because she lost her uh, name on Twitter? Not really. I okay. Really <laughs> I don't really know that I can add much to the conversation. What do you think they'd um, do with the character? That's the thing I uh, care just about. Write her off. <laughs> Mandalorian season no three more. starts with, and she died somewhere along the way. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be a Simpsons Poochie situation. I have to go back to my home planet. <laughs> well, my people need me. My people need me. <laughs> they just blast off in the air. That's exactly what it will be. And then, and then a screen comes up and says Cara Dune died on her way back home. Uh, I don't know. I think they'll just... They might, they might, if they go back to that planet, just talk to Carl Weathers. I just, I think the funniest part was that I keep seeing on Twitter pop up where, do you know that scene on the, uh, I don't remember what the planet was, where she was the, the sheriff or whatever the hell you call it? Um, oh, uh, like the planet with Carl Weathers or in like in yeah, the first season? The, in the, the, with Carl Weathers, where they're sitting there with, um, and she's like the, the New Republic sheriff or whatever. Um, yeah. and the X-Wing pilot that we, that we knew came up to her and was asking her all those questions. Mm-hmm. Somebody reversed the scene, so where, where he says, I'm sorry for your loss, and puts down the emblem, he goes, I'm sorry for your loss, picks it up and walks away. That's so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, yeah, because I would have assumed that she probably would have ended up in that, like, Rangers of the Republic show. Oh, almost certainly. She was set, like as she... long as she didn't do anything stupid. And then she did something stupid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she did. Now she's making now she's making a movie with Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Um, I think I think the fact that Ben Shapiro is trying to become a movie producer is the funniest thing to me. Because <laughs> I just picture him in a boardroom where he's like, "We're going to make movies about facts and logic. They're going to come through, and they're going to be uh, taught something in the films. They will not be talked down to. They will not be forced into the corner uh, to think that they are stupid, big poopy doo doo heads." Because they don't believe in leftist beliefs. That's how I picture Ben Shapiro to be pitching movies. You're probably not far off. Yeah. Honestly. See, that's the thing: is Disney fired Gina Carano because Disney is bad now. Disney is Disney is the empire. Well, folks, if you ever wanted to know what it was like to know Jacob Griffin, it pretty much imagine impressions like that for. Roughly 40% of conversations. Did I ever tell you about my Tucker Carlson impression? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so me and my friend started doing this bit on Discord one night. We were talking about Tucker Carlson just talking about absurd things. Mm-hmm. And saying that they're going to be the downfall of Western civilization. And my impression is honestly not too far off from my Ben Shapiro one. Just because that's how every single person like that sounds like to me. <laughs> but just let me, let me give you a little theater of the mind here for uh, Tucker Carlson. See, that's the thing that the right... W- the <laughs> Fuck, I already fucked up because I said the right... That's the thing that the left doesn't want you to know, is that Senator Mario is trying to come in and take away all of our mushrooms for himself. Our mushrooms are needed to be growing strong boys and girls, but the leftists don't want you to grow up to be that. They want you to grow up to be some weird amalgamation of their beliefs. I don't know if you've seen very many Tucker Carlson clips, but he just goes off on dumbass rants like that. I can't say that I've seen them. I am aware of his uh, of his existence, and from what I have heard, <laughs> you're not far off. 
exactly. Um, but yeah, so it's just stupid ass shit like that. Also, they didn't uh, take that impression out of context and think that's the full extent of our show. That like we, we didn't just spend forty minutes talking about nerd shit, and it's actually we're just a knockoff Tucker <laughs> Carlson. See, that's the thing that it's weird that the left are so on the side of Mario because he goes and helps women, whereas they want women to be strong and beautiful on their own. Oh, God. I don't like how easily that that seems to just come forth. Like, you slip into that so well. I've See, I don't know why I get so fascinated by watching, like, right-wing propundents. Um, whether it is Ben Shapiro or Tucker Carlson or any of the millions of fucking chuds on YouTube who just go off or make videos 20 times a day about how Brie Larson is going to get fired. Um, I, I, I love that shit because they just sound like whining babies to me. And so I've seen so many Tucker Carlson clips that I can just talk in his cadence <laughs> and talk in his absurd. <laughs> run around arguments he had he does have that like weird inflection to his voice yeah which is 90 percent of my impression like i don't sound like tucker at all no but you do get the up and downs very well <laughs> yeah and just really blaming everything on the left it's, it's true any little thing i went to the grocery store today and they didn't have any more toilet paper is this a problem of the left coming in <laughs> trying to wipe their poopy buttholes could be. All I know is that if I can't wipe my poopy butthole like the Charmin bear on the packaging, it's going to be a bad day for Tucker. And a bad day for America. Oh, God. There's something wrong with the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it really I'm, comes down to it. Just, I, don't, I don't know how the rest of the world has put up with us for as long as they have, but thank God they did. See, I wonder if it's always been this bad, though. And we just really haven't thought about it. I think we've just been so insular that we have not noticed that, Jesus, it's like uh, like we've just now looked back at our middle school and high school yearbook, and we're like, holy shit, that's what we were like? No. And we're like, I can't believe anybody talked to us. And that's kind of how I feel about the United States right now. Right, you're like, I can't believe that there was ever any any sort of peace brokered with this country. or. How do we have allies? Like, I get, like, I'm just happy that we're not all enemies, but how do we actually have people who are willing to be on our side? <laughs> I think it's the kind of thing that we need. So I was, I was actually listening to someone talk about this on a podcast. Um, I feel like the only reason why there's any peace in the world is because there are nuclear weapons. Yeah, dude, mutually assured destruction. Exactly. And so, honestly, I don't know that we would have really any allies if there were no nuclear weapons in the world. Well, I mean, it, it's no coincidence that every war post the invention of the nuclear bomb has been a proxy war, right? Korea, right. Vietnam, Iraq, all these wars have been fought through other countries. Right. So, I, mean, I that's... On the home front. Yeah, and I don't think there will be unless things go really, really, really poorly. And if, uh, if Could that you imagine does... if we woke up one morning and Red Dawn happened? <laughs> Oh, there would not be a show, I'll tell you that much. I just want you to, like, picture this. Actually, could there for... be a show? Of Red Dawn? Yeah, I meant more like our podcast. Oh. We'd do it live as the bombs dropped. Yeah, I think that would be a good way to go out. 
Yeah. We died as we lived, producing shitty content. <laughs> that nobody listens to, <laughs> but the people closest to us. Absolutely. As God intended. It's, got a, it's, a show, it's a show that we make exclusively for our friends. And yeah. I think that in a way that that's the perfect way to make content. You want to make stuff that your friends will like. I mean, hey, your audience are the friends you made along the way. That's true. That's true. That's almost a beautiful way to end the episode. I wanted to go into the Red Dawn bit. But honestly, that line, that might be the perfect way to end the show this week. Yeah, that's what you want to call it? I think that's where we want to call it, folks. We'll talk about a Red Dawn scenario next week. Um, if you like the show, please rate us five stars on podcast services. It really helps out the show, gets us in lists, gets us up there. Uh, if you are one of the people who aren't our friends, <laughs> well, actually, if you're our friends, too, please rate the show five stars. Yeah, if you're I'm our friend, you. especially, what the hell? Why haven't you rated it already? Why do we have to tell you? Yeah, exactly. What friend you are, Jesus Christ. Hmm. Think about that, folks. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you, the, the best ground roots marketing campaign that I've ever gotten is from my girlfriend. Uh, she really wants us to get merch. R- so, really? Yeah. So I think that we really should make the up <laughs> work all day, don't sleep all night shirt. Because um, it's perfect. It's a perfect shirt that honestly anybody could wear it. Not even, even if you're not a fan of the show. True. You could wear it. Um. If uh, if you yeah anyway if you like the show rate it five stars please uh, if you want to get in touch with the show you can follow the show on Twitter at the Fireside Pub you can email us thefiresidepub at gmail if you like to follow me I am at it's Jake Griff on all social medias Brad is Bradley underscore night ninety six on Instagram he does not post anything but he likes my posts I do. For once, Brad Knight used Instagram and liked my post. Uh, yeah, I got in trouble for not using it, so I had to go back to using it. Uh, so you just opened it up, and I, I assume my, one of my posts was like the first one that popped up because you follow like three people. Uh, more or less. Uh, you were you were a couple of them in there, so like, yeah, I'll, I'll like it. Why not? Jacobs, you know, he deserves that. I'll like it. Why not? He's happy. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you for listening though this week, folks. Um, this is a good show. Brad, do you want to say anything before I say the sign-off of the show and you get mad at me for having the last word? Ah, uh, no. It's fine. Thanks for drinking along with us, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.